Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to episode 71 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on social media at Vivla Ethan my name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram And I guess that's it, at uh, Sun- er- Soda underscore Hunter there you go man how has things been going for you this week uh they've been all right i can't complain too hard uh my wife celebrated her birthday yesterday as we're recording this i didn't mention it last week because it was kind of in the middle of the week and her birthday was on sunday so honestly i don't i don't think that far out ahead you know like we recorded on tuesday night and her birthday's five days away but it just happened yesterday I've got to wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Happy birthday. Yep. But uh, we, uh, we celebrated Saturday, went out to uh, Pensacola Beach, and uh, went to a cool restaurant called Crabs on the Beach, where you could get like crab nachos and all sorts of seafood and cool drinks and stuff, and uh, get a view of the ocean while you were doing it. Well, can't complain about that. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, no hurricane here. Oh, that's good. My goodness. Gosh, between wildfires and heat yeah. strokes and everything else. Man. Wildfires. Yeah. Quote, quote, quote. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, you know, if you pay attention to Twitter at all nowadays, you get all the conspiracy theories on your for you page or whatever it is. You get every bit of conspiracy theory, like the government purposely set the fires off in Hawaii because it didn't hit any million dollar homes or anything like that and uh they shut all the water off uh going to the neighborhood so they couldn't even fight their own fires with water hoses or anything and uh the government's going to buy up all the land they've actually said they said that that's what that's what's fueling so much of it like the the government in hawaii is going to buy all the burnt land all the people's houses you know where people lived for so long yeah, you haven't wow. seen any conspiracy theories like that on Twitter. My Twitter's full of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've <laughs> never heard any of that. That is wild. Oh, there's a big government conspiracy when it comes to the Hawaii wildfires. Uh, and I, if what it sounds like, a lot of the locals really feel this way. But I don't know. Wow. I'm not over there. I have no idea. It's Conspiracy theories are fun. Um I really hope that's not a real thing. Like it didn't really just get set on fire on purpose <laughs> to get them out of their homes. So the government can eat up all that land. But 
Yeah, uh, Tales of the State did a top five conspiracy theories last week on their show, right? So I was they like, sure did. Man, I could go. I could go with that one. <laughs> uh, I could too. I love I, conspiracy theories. I could do a top twenty on that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Just saying. Yeah, I That's understand. Most of the time. Anyway. So, so, 71. What is the first driver, paint scheme, whatever you want, uh, that comes to mind when you think of 71? Well, it's Dave Marcus. Oh. you uh, Really? I, no, I know who that is, yeah. Yeah, but, like, you're surprised I picked Dave Marcus? He drove that 71 for, like, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, the reason I reacted like that way was because that was mine, but then I changed that to the very last second. So I was like, oh. Could be uh, Bobby Isaac. Yeah? Yeah, he drove the 71 uh, before Dave Marcus did, actually. Back in oh. the uh, Plymouth Dodge, you know, the like the, the char Dodge Charger days and stuff like that in the 70s. But yeah, to me, it's Dave Marcus. And uh, I'm trying to think what his sponsor was when he was in the blue car. But I don't remember. It wasn't Maxwell uh, no. House, was it? No, it wasn't. I don't I don't know. It wasn't like a big, big company. But I know Realtree for a little bit sponsored him in the late 90s. Because he had a, like a camo paint scheme. And I think Earnhardt actually helped to, helped him out. Because he was an independent guy. I think Earnhardt helped him out a lot. But yeah, Dave Marcus is mine. How about you? That's awesome. Yeah. So mine kind of go kind of piggybacks on Tales from the Estate as well. Um, mine is the 71 of Hermie Sadler. <laughs> he drove in 2011 for the Cup Series. But saying that, I have a little bit of a clip that I want to play from Tales from the Estate. I you know how they always do the category game and stuff. Uh, first off, they brought back uh, what what do they call it? Is it a wrestler? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they used Hermie Sadler. Um, that was a really fun conversation. But they went into the category game, which was NASCAR drivers. And I'm going to be super honest. Um, I was really, really impressed, like with how many NASCAR drivers they. Uh, fired back at each other so let me pull it up real fast for is it a wrestler okay hermie sadler it's a wrestle <laughs> no it's not <laughs> that would be incorrect <laughs> and in fact hermie sadler is a nascar driver which leads me into this week's category game which comes to us courtesy of ethan from in the marbles and this week's category is nascar drivers past present okay i will let you start dale earnhardt dick trickle <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mike Skinner. Jeff Gordon. Harry Gant. Rosh Chastain. Rusty Wallace. Kyle Busch. Bill Elliott. Denny Hamlin. J.J. Yeely. Joey Logano. Rosh Chastain. And then obviously Drew uh, ended up losing that because he already <laughs> repeated. But man, honestly, when I, when I heard that they were going with the NASCAR drivers, I thought maybe five names total. No, they blew it out of the water, man. 13 names. What? Just like that. That was awesome. What was I got two things, three things really stood out to me right there. We discovered later that Hermie Sadler actually was a wrestler, yes, at the same time as being a race car driver. So Caitlin won that. Uh, he had one match and it counts, he's a wrestler. And the names that Drew Drew listed obviously, the first name he's going to pull is Dick Trickle. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, absolutely. Like, who else would he have went for? Yeah. But then he says Harry Gant. That felt like out of the blue. Like, when Harry Gant hasn't raced since 1994. I am so proud of that, man. It's not even funny. Like, my like, every time I've listened to that clip. 30 years ago. It's just uh, so joyful to listen to. Like, th- those were some good names, too. Yeah, I was um, very, very, uh, it was, it, I was happy that Caitlin won both of those. So that's really cool that she actually, she won naming all the NASCAR drivers. I was like, oh, is you, you picked that topic, right? Yes. Yeah. And the minute I heard that was the topic, I was like, oh, well, Drew's going to, Drew's going to win this. I mean, obviously Drew's going to win this, but nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love I think, it. I love yeah, it. you and I are thinking the same thing. Like, I mean, Caitlin, like, she flexed on everyone <laughs> in that moment. So, like, here's your flowers. That was that was awesome. Whatever you want to do, like, that was fantastic. I re- I really got a good kick out of that. I'm scared that if me and you were to do something like that, as long as my brain would fire on all cylinders, because my brain tends to not do that once in a while. Mine doesn't do that. Yeah, so. as long as. Uh, <laughs> As long as my brain can keep the momentum going, I feel like we'd be here for an hour and a half. I think so. I think we'd have a really good <laughs> chance of doing that for sure. Because as I was listening to that, when I got done listening to it, I paused it and I started naming the drivers and I started going back from the 50s and 60s and 70s and named every Allison, every Petty, every Hendrick driver. I mean, it's, it's just went through the years of Hendrick drivers. Yeah, I was like, goodness gracious, this would take forever. As long as my brain didn't sputter out on me. Right. (laughs) I get it. Oh, goodness. So we got, what all we got to talk about this week? I know. I'll tell you what. Watkins um, Glen, a lot of people did not seem to think that was a really good race. And I'm hearing a lot of that on Twitter. But it, people are fickle. Mm. You know? They, yeah. they really are because just like last week with the Indy race, we both said that was an actually, that was actually a very, very interesting race. Like we both agreed with that. And some of the other races this year, uh, on the road courses, they haven't been bad. You know, Coda actually puts on a pretty good race too. Yeah. And all year long and last year, all in the, the Chicago street race was really good. And, all year and last year with this new car, all you heard was this car was suited for road courses. That's the best that races on is road courses. Road courses a mile and a half, but it is suited for these road courses. So everybody's just praising how this car does on road courses. And they have one bad race with not a lot of competitiveness up front because two of the cars that were going to fight for the win wound up having issues. And that means just one person kind of just made it boring at the end because they won the way they did, but you can't, it's like, like, like we said before, you can't have every single race. You you can't manipulate every single race to come down to the wire like that. Right. And a lot of people are like, well, do you really want no stage cautions? Cause this is what it's going to be like every week. Yes. I want no stage cautions. I don't care if we do get a stinker once in a while. It's not fake. You know, I'd rather have somebody dominate than to you know falsely throw a yellow you know two or three times a race just a bunch of feel back up 
I mean, that's stupid. It might as well be SRX. Yeah, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed the last two weeks. Um, Watkins Glen did get a little. Um, there was a, just a few moments in that race that got a little stale for me, but it, I mean, it, I just, was, it stretched out at the end. That's everybody's problem. It stretched out at the end a little bit. Yeah, but I thought the broadcasters did such a good job about talking about the playoff bubble, um, the importance of the playoffs, and and why everybody's in a must-win situation. I thought, I mean, I was very entertained keeping kind of track of all that stuff. So there's really like only one person that's that's on the bubble right now, right? It's just Bubba Wallace, right? He's like pretty much thirty yeah. something in. I think that's right. It's thirty something points to the good, right? So. Yeah. That pretty much means that he's there unless somebody uh, that hasn't won yet wins. And then he's out. That's pretty much it. You just have to, you don't have to win necessarily if you're Bubba Wallace, but you have to make sure that nobody else wins yeah. for the first time. I mean, that would be if he's, you know, restarting, the, you know, with two laps to go until, you know, the checkered flag and he's restarting third. And let's say he has, oh my gosh, help me out. Um, Austin so, Dillon and Denny Hamlin in front of him. Austin Dillon or Denny Hamlin? Who is yeah. he going to go with? He's oh, going to he, definitely go with Denny Hamlin to push him to a win. I guess that would have been a bad, that's a bad analogy anyway, because Hamlin is actually his owner. So, hmm, who else would it be? Austin Put a Dillon dude in there. And, uh, let's like, say, Aus, I don't know. Lagana. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Austin Dillon or Logano, he's going to go with whoever has a win. Yeah, exactly. Because he doesn't want any chance for somebody that hasn't won yet to get in because then he's out completely. Um, and then you have Trackhouse saying, <laughs> Ross Chastain, uh, I saw his little tweet this week. He's like, uh, we had cautions fall a little weird at the end, messed us up a little bit. We were solidly like, about a 10th place car. We were making ground. Uh, we fell back with the, uh, with the, the way the race played out at the end. It was like, yeah, that happens once in a while, but it's like, at least we're making ground on the road courses. We're actually getting a little bit better on them. So he's yeah, honest about sure. that. And then he says, next, next goal to push Daniel Suarez to win the race. So he can get a playoffs. That's do not pick Ross Chastain to win the race this week is what I'm saying. Because he is not, well, you can, but he's not going to win the race because that is not his goal. Unless Suarez is out, Ross Chastain is not going to win the race. He will not pass Suarez all race long. He will be pushing that 99 car all race long. So as long as Suarez doesn't wreck, Suarez might actually be a pretty decent pick for this because he's going to constantly have somebody behind him pushing him. And Trackhouse has pretty good speedway cars or super speedway cars. So, yeah, just a thought, just a thought. Because they no. are pretty good at Daytona, uh, they're they're pretty good at Atlanta, and Daytona is closer, like the way you race to Atlanta than it is to Talladega, right? But Rossi Saints also won at Talladega, so like I said, they got good super speedway, good super speedway cars in general, and that's not a bad pick, Suarez, if as long as he doesn't wreck, like I said, he has a tendency to do that. Yeah, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Trackhouse is listening to us because we know for a fact NASCAR is listening to us because a couple weeks ago we were talking about a NASCAR platform that we can go back and watch past races and stuff. And then what do you know, a couple days later, we get announced NASCAR Classics. 
I I wish they would bring a television app. You know, like on my I have a smart TV, and on the smart TV it has all these apps like YouTube and Peacock and Paramount and all that, right? If NASCAR could bring up a a uh, NASCAR Classics app for the smart TVs that I can go in and download in the app store, yeah. that would be great. And I can watch all the, because the only, the best way I can do it right now, like I've tried streaming it on the internet browser on the TV and it just won't load. It just straight up won't load. I don't know why it won't, but oh, if wow. I stream it on my phone and mirror share, like screen share it to the TV, it'll play perfectly. I just can't be on my phone because it'll show what's on my phone on TV. So I just can't do anything for the two and a half, three hours. I am watching a, an old classic NASCAR race, but, there's a lot of races on there, man. So I'm guessing you've already taken a look at it. I have. Okay. So now I have not had a chance to check it out yet. Um, I really want to. I probably will do that while I'm watching uh, Monday Night Raw after we get done with this. Classics.nascar.com. Classics.what?nascar.com. Really? Okay. Um, now, could I now? During the off season, I like to go back and rewatch races that I was at. So like, and I try to do that every Sunday just to keep me in a NASCAR, <laughs> you know, uh, mindset. Uh, but so if I did that, could I go back to Kansas Truck Race, um, two thousand five? I don't think there's any truck or Xfinity on there. Gotcha. Okay. I think right now it's just Cup. Okay. Well, I'm not saying well they cool. won't add it. I mean they right. might add it. Because uh, watching some Xfinity races from like the late 80s would be really interesting to see who all was in there. You know, the type of yeah. cars back when there were six cylinders and all that. It would be interesting to see. It would, it, I don't know, it'd just be interesting to see who all would be there. I know. If, you know, if you watch them from the early 90s, Mark Martin's going to win. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, one thing I found very interesting a couple months ago, I found my uh, track program from the very first nascar race i ever went to which was that truck race in at kansas speedway in 2000 2005 mm -hmm. and uh two uh start i think it was starting parks uh that came to mind that i was like really was carl edwards and brad kozlowski <laughs> and nobody knew who these people were they were not big names yet they were i i want to say brad at least was a start park and carl he might have went out there and raced but he was definitely not a factor and it was like whoa that is unreal yeah speaking of programs um but anyway first classics.nascar.com not every race in the cup series is there uh before like 79 a lot of races are just like condensed for television programming, not like live full races. So you right. have like 21 minute highlight reels or 30 minute you know, highlight reels for the race. Right. So it's like ABC's wild world of sports kind of thing. Um, but eventually they started putting the whole races on TV. So like after 79, a lot of the races are there and in full. And, you uh not every race is on there but a lot of them are like i went through town you can search by track you can search by year you can search by you know that kind of stuff you can search the top 75 races that they deemed the 75 best races in nascar history Ooh, i might do that but um 
I've searched my I've searched my track. I've searched my Talladega, and yeah, there's like certain. I don't know why certain races are missing. I don't know if it's TV rights. I don't know. I I just don't know. I have no idea why they would be racing. I don't, or missing. I don't think it's the actual race itself, but it could be because like the 2001 Daytona 500 is not on there. The which one? The Earnhardt death one. Oh, I thought you said. Sorry, I thought you said 2021, and I was like, "What do you mean? Why is yeah, that not on there?" The 2001 Daytona 500 is not on there, but interesting. I feel like it should be. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, not only was it an amazing race, like one of the best Daytona 500s in history, but historically significant race, and it ain't like we ain't never seen that wreck before. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it should be there in its original broadcast. It isn't like there's anything, you know, too much to show there. I mean, it ain't like the crash was horribly vicious and there's something that we shouldn't be seeing on there. It's just, you know, an emergency crew trying to get somebody out of the car and you can't even see the person in the car. Right. Yeah. So it's not graphic or anything. So I'm trying to say, but they don't have that on theirs. And I think there might be reasons like that why they don't have other stuff on there, but I don't know what, but like there's whole years missing. And Tal- like when I got to Talladega, I think all of 90, I think it's 96, 95 or 96, all of like the, both, both races, I think it's 96, both races that year are missing from the, the site. Now, I'm not saying they won't keep adding. They might, they probably will. Right. But um. anyway, check it out. I think it's really cool. I hope they make an app for the TV um, or maybe at least for the phone or something instead of just having to go to the website and do it. Yeah. But Pretty close to the NASCAR network that we were talking about. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, anything is better than nothing. So oh, yeah. This, this will at least distract me long enough to get through the offseason because, man, these offseasons are starting to get real, real tough, man. Um, um, well, real quick, you mentioned that you found a program to a race that you went to a long time ago. Yeah. Um, when I was maybe about 15, 20 years ago now, um, I would go down to my grandparents every other weekend. Uh, where my dad lived and hidden in like a big stack of magazines and stuff. I found it one day and I didn't keep it because it wasn't mine to keep, right? It was somebody else's, but in retrospect, I wish I just took it honestly, because I ain't no telling where it is now. It's probably in the trash, but I found a program to the 1985 um, Pepsi 400 or firecracker 400 back in the day. Like wow. the race coming up next. Yeah. You know, like the July Daytona race, the second Daytona race. And yeah. the cars that were on this program, like the old Bill Elliott Coors car, the 28 Hardy's Kelly Yarbrough car. Richard Petty was like majorly featured on it because he had just won his 200 win the year before. Right. And the car ads, you know, like they had advertisements in this program for the actual cars that were on the racetrack, like an old Thunderbird ad, an old Buick ad, Monte Carlo ad, stuff like this. Such an interesting like time capsule. You know, 38 years ago now. It's just, I wish I had kept it, but man, what a, an amazing piece. I just, I thought about that when you said you found a program. It's like, yeah, that I remember that one program I found that day. Cause I, I got, I've gotten a couple, but I never, I haven't gotten programs in a long time. You know, I can't even remember. I don't even know what I did with the program I got for my first race. Like, I have no idea. I just, just, I never needed a program. Yeah. You know, there's, 
if you don't need one, like I'm not going to spend 20 bucks on one because I yeah, know where all the drivers are. <laughs> honestly, the only thing that would be somewhat interesting about keeping programs is like, you know, 30, I said 30, 30 years from now, you know, mm-hmm. looking back and be like, Oh wow. You know, I saw this person live in a person, you know, racing or whatever, but you know, that's such a long game to play. Like, is it worth yeah. it? Like I'm going to lose them, you know, with how, as much times as I've moved around and stuff, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. My first program would have been the 1990 and it, Talladega that came with a patch. There was like oh, a little, nice. uh, I think, I don't know if it was iron on or so on. It could have been iron on, but a little patch, like a shape of the Talladega track and the logo for the race in the middle of it. Um, nice. it was just kind of stuck to the front of the program. So, I mean, you got your money's worth of the program and it was a real thick book too. So my first one would have been in 1995, uh, Winston select 500 from Talladega and the, the May race. That was your first cup race or your very first, first cup race period. My very first cup race was the 2017 Bristol night race, mm-hmm. which Kyle Busch won. I've only been to Talladega except for the two times that we went to the Daytona 500. That's, That's awesome. the only cup times I've ever been. Uh, I'd like to go to Atlanta one year since it's really close to me. I don't know why I've never done it. I mean, I feel like I could have done it. What uh, what did. races are you planning on going to next season? I have to see how my work schedule works out. I'd love to tr- uh, go to another Talladega or Atlanta. Yeah. I'm not planning on doing Daytona again. Oh, they won't stop bugging me right now. They want me to come this weekend so bad. <laughs> they want me yeah. to renew those tickets for this weekend but i can't i can't do it yeah you know i was sitting there thinking about it like like this not this weekend so we go daytona darlington and then kansas so in three weeks we'll have a triple header which is the uh trucks xfinity and cup series friday saturday sunday here at kansas and normally i'm like oh yeah i have to go to all of them you know and i don't know i just Honestly, it's to a point where I don't really necessarily want to go to truck and Xfinity races, Mm. but I get hyped. I get so hyped about going to a cup series race. So like this, you know, in three weeks, like there's absolutely no time. Like I don't have any PTO or PPTO anymore because I had to use it this past weekend or sorry, this past week. So like, there's no way we're going to the trucks or Xfinity but the way my schedule is, I have Sundays and Mondays off, so I wouldn't even have to take time off to go to the cup races. So yeah. I think next season, I think we're gonna well, we're gonna try to go to uh, her first cup race uh, in three weeks, Kansas, and then next season, I think we're gonna try both Kansas races, uh, the Texas race, and the Gateway race, all the cup races. Hmm. I know that for me. I, I hate to not go to a race at Talladega, period, just because they're so wild. You know, like even trucks and Xfinity, they're wild. Yeah. Crazy stuff happens with it because you, you do so you don't really want to miss it. Like we we didn't see half the truck race last time we went because we were across the street at the vendors where they were selling old classic die casts. I sent you a bunch of pictures of yeah. walls and walls of one sixty four scale die casts and 
and shelves of 124 scale die cast. Some of them as low as like $10 action die cast from the, Oh yeah. The mid nineties and late nineties for like 10 bucks. And all those 164 scales for five and under. I mean, I, I still don't know why I didn't go ahead and just splurge on a silver, like a, an original 1995 silver Earnhardt car for like 30 bucks. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't do that. And I'm still, I'm, I'm still like trying to find a time where I can get back over there on a Saturday, not even go to re any races just to go back over there and just shop around. Yeah. Do they, like, go ahead. Do, are those vendors open when the races aren't at Talladega? No, no, they, oh. they travel with the races. That's what I thought. I was like, wow, that's really cool. I, there's a, there's a, a group I follow on Twitter and I'll retweet some of their stuff once in a while on the In the Marbles Pod account where they take all their diecasts, new and old, and they just go from track to track. Does Kansas have a place that has unofficial vendors out there anywhere? No. Why not? I don't know, but man. Is it, it maybe was... not just, just not by the track? Is it? Is there another place it could be? Not really. Um, just because like it's it pretty much you have the racetrack and then you have the the midways and then you have straight parking lot so and kansas is very like there's a lot of hills and so that grass area out there that some vendors could be at there's like massive elevation mm -hmm. uh problems <laughs> throughout the parking lot so like I think that's why they don't do that. But yeah, I was really disappointed because I hadn't been, you know, after experiencing like what you were talking about at Talladega at Bristol, like across the street, there was all these vendors and that's had all the these old stuff. Yeah, it's the yeah. old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like hog heaven, man. And then when I went back to a Kansas race, the first time I went back was 2021 uh, spring race that Kyle Bush also won. Uh, he, like there was nothing it was just the trailer, the merch trailers. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, that's really disappointing. That's how it was at Daytona. Daytona, really? they have all that, all that space because well, Daytona's on the street. Like it's, it's on a main street there. Like you, you can't park anywhere near the racetrack. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, know, you have uh, like a Bass Pro and a, a few shops right across the street from the Daytona Speedway. And the, the street is actually like a four or six lane street. That's you have a bridge that you you go up this this ramp that loops like six times and you go across the street on the bridge and then you come down into where all the vendors are. It brings you out right at the official Daytona 500 pop up stand, you know, and then you keep on going. You get all the sponsor tents and the vendors and all this all, all the way down and all the food and drinks and all that kind of stuff. But there is nowhere for any type of uh, unofficial vending, you know, like, you know, the independent people like the, the mom and pops just traveling from track to track with their die casts and, and selling what they got, you know, or, yeah. or hand printing t-shirts or tank tops or something like that. to sell out there. Cause there's a lot of that too, but yeah, at Talladega, when you come off the interstate, there's vendors set up in the, gas stations <laughs> like wow. just off the interstate like you're not anywhere near the track yet you're like 
four or five miles away from the track. There's vendors popped up in the gas station parking lots. That's you know? unreal. And then you'll go down the road a little bit and take a left to get on Speedway Boulevard. And as you're driving down, mostly what you see is like firewood for sale and junk like that. Uh, golf cart rentals, things like that, you know, scooter rentals. And then when you get to the track on the right side of the street, it's the track and then the hall of fame and all the parking and all that. And on the, and as you're, you're passing campgrounds all the way there too. And on the left side of the street is directly across the street from the hall of fame, which is right by the racetrack is all the unofficial vendors and like food trucks and things out like that. It's like a fair over there. Like as far wow. as all the shopping and the food you can have and stuff. I mean, there's people, they sell anything from handmade, t-shirts to um brand new hats or hats that maybe just might be about five or six years old so nobody wants them anymore but they sell them for like five bucks or die casts from 30 years ago for like five or ten dollars or the brand new stuff like the the newest things i saw a lot of uh next gen cars over there they're, they're normal price like 12 bucks for 164 scale yeah 50 and 60 for 124 scale you know no, normal price and uh, I've even seen them sell motorized coolers. Oh, yeah. wow. So like you have like this little steering wheel on it and you, you, yeah, there's a seat on the cooler and you can drive the thing around like a little go-kart, get off of it, lift it up and get your drink out. That's awesome. <laughs> they sell all sorts of junk over there. It's it's so much fun. You almost you just want to like spend like an hour and a half or two hours just walking around all the junk. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I'm really looking forward to being able to go back and do that. But both races this year have happened on weekends that I work. Oh, really? Oh so no, I couldn't really. I would just go over there just on Saturday, just to look at the vendors and go across the street maybe to the Hall of Fame Museum because I haven't been there in like 15, 20 years. So let me ask you this. Do you do you prefer going to NASCAR events with people or like by yourself? Oh, with people. I ain't never been to one by myself. Oh, see, that's so weird. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna have a blast either way, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't care if you know people come with me, or if I go by myself, I'm gonna have a blast. I feel like, and I'm gonna say this because. I can't, well, for one, Jessica doesn't listen to the show, but like every time <laughs> I mention, so I keep on telling her it's like less than a month away and she just doesn't seem very uh, enthusiastic about it as I do. So um, I, I'm going to like ask her, you know, like, hey, you know, if you want to come to the race, you can. And then like give her the option, like, or I can just give you like a little bit of money and you and your sister can go to the mall in Joplin or something <laughs> and just see what she, cause I feel like if I gave her that option, she'd be like, Oh, you know, I want to go to the race, but I think we're going to go to the mall. <laughs> I'm just going to see. And then I'll report next week of what she says. <laughs> it's, it's, I've never considered going to a race by myself. One, I don't think my wife would let me because she loves to go to these things too. Yeah. But, um, and especially, you know, the three kids love racing. Oh yeah. 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 But, even without the kids, I've never been to one by myself. Even when she didn't go with me, I went with a like a really good friend of mine. You know, but I don't know. It's kind of like going to Disney World by yourself. Like I know, I know a lot, lot of a, a lot of people like adults that are really into that. They 
they recommend doing that once in a while. And I'm like, I can't imagine doing that by myself. Like I got to have somebody out there with me. I don't know. Maybe I just, I feed off of that. I don't know. But to each his own. I know a lot of people do that kind of stuff by themselves. I, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of in the middle. Like I'm going to have a blast either way, but I don't know. Sometimes it's like, I kind of wish I was here by myself. And then other times it's like, man, I wish I had some friends. (laughs) Um, Speaking of old diecast though, because we were talking about a second ago after we were, okay. So last week you had your little incident with JD McDuffie. Okay. Um, I don't even want to say his name. Can we just... It's a a proud moment for you on the show, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One of many. Um, So we recorded that on Tuesday night. uh, Or Wednesday night. I think we recorded... Was it Wednesday? Yeah. I don't remember. I I guess it was Wednesday night we recorded. Because the next day I had the day off. And I had went down to the uh, city where my wife works. And... On my way back, I was just like, let me stop by some of these antique stores. Maybe I'll find something neat to kind of buy and throw into a prize pool one day that's not too expensive. I really didn't find anything that really stood out. But I saw a die cast, a die cast that I hadn't seen in years. I haven't seen a die cast of this dude in years. Not going to lie. And it happened to be J.D. McDuffie. And the number number 70 yeah in the exact we found i found that on the day after we recorded our on the day our 70th episode came out um in the same car that he died in coming to the same track that was that weekend watkins Glen. after you had laughed at the fact that I mean, you said nice when he died. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, the you know, coincidences are insane. It, so <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So you sent me that text message. Uh, and I, I was at SRX already, and I was walking to the bathroom, and I looked at my phone. And you said, you know, it said soda sent you a text message, and I saw it was a picture, so I clicked on it, and it was that JD, and I. My my phone shocked me like it was like electricity, and I was like, oh! And then like this ghost came out of my phone and was like, "You're screwed now, pal!" And I was like, "Oh no!" And then that's and, the end of that story. So, and then a couple of days later, somebody screenshotted something on NASCAR Classics that had a uh, picture of JD McDuffie's car on it. Yeah, just uh, of all the of all the the the, the screenshots they could have got from NASCAR Classics. They got one where he was where he was on the starting grid side by side with his name and everything right there. Like it was so they were going through the starting lineup. I, <laughs> you're cursed. I, <laughs> and oh. it's spilling over in the fantasy cup. It it is absolutely 100 percent spilling over. So to get into that, my gosh, yeah, man. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's rip that band-aid off again. I'm I'm tired of the band-aids, man. You know, sometimes you lose some, and then for me, I keep on losing even more man i don't know what it is i have if it wasn't for me burning through my kyle bush picks earlier this season i would have zero wins i would be the only person in our fantasy cup that would not have won multiple races i'm extremely embarrassed (laughs) of how everything went uh but 
pretty interesting shakeup. Uh, not uh, not a lot of movement in our point standings after uh, Watkins Glen. Matt is now our new point standings leader with a margin of six points over Justin. Uh, Justin, I feel your pain. We had a nice little conversation after the race as well. Um, Drew is in third. Jessica is holding true in fourth. Billy is fifth. Sixth is John. Nicole is seventh. Josh is eighth. Rock is ninth. RJ is tenth. Kicking both of us out of the top ten. Soda, you're eleventh. I am right on your heels in twelfth. Tim is 13th, uh, Joe is 14th, Caitlin is 15th, Jody is 16th, and Ryan is 17th. Man, I've had two straight weeks of 10-point races. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to throw names. I'm going to throw darts. Yeah. And it's just going to hit a name, and that's going to be the one I pick. Because it doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it honestly like I, at this point i'm just gonna try to have fun with it i'm just <laughs> honestly i'm just trying to get as many wins just so i can have a a reason or excuse to buy the diecast cars um so i actually sat down after i did all the point standings updates uh, yesterday and i actually went and selected ev- like uh all the rest of the season for my fantasy uh folder that i have so i I don't even have to put this like into thought anymore of who's going to be my driver. I already thought about it and I already wrote them all down. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. I didn't realize up until our, uh, like so far I have not picked William Byron. Well, that's you, you know, I would say it's the perfect time to pick him, but honestly, he's got five wins. You should have been picking them. <laughs> I know. I was like, man, I started thinking about this. I haven't chose uh, Rasha Stain once. I, well, I take that back. I think I chose him once. But it's like I hadn't chosen Chase Elliott for a good reason. Um, Alex Bowman. I haven't, you know, Chase Elliott, you know, William Byron, Rasha Stain, Daniel. So I have a lot of ammunition in the chamber so i was like you know what what the heck i might as well just figure out the rest of my season and then i can just let the cards fall where they may this weekend is going to be real first off nobody won the uh nobody picked william byron he's won nobody four times this was his fifth win this year and nobody picked william byron unreal yeah uh i think i only have one more pick with him so i was kind of I have to double check on that, but I was kind of saving him for the playoffs. I don't know if it matters, but I was trying to. Um, Let's see. This weekend is going to be interesting because there's a lot of stories. There's a few stories going along. Like you're going to have the people that are competitive, but hasn't haven't won yet. Really, really trying hard Mm -hmm. and being overly aggressive to get the win. I know the 48 and the nine are going to be that way. And the 99 is going to be that way. The 23 is, he's going to be aggressive if somebody else is up there. Yeah. If, if it's like the normal people up front, he might not be that aggressive, but if it's, if it's anybody that's not in front of him in points and that, that that's up there, then he's going to, he's going to do everything he can to win too. Yeah. And he's going to have a lot of help behind him too. Cause you know, the 11 and the 45, they're going to be helping him. Because yeah. buses Emory in. So see the the thing about picking uh Bubba Wallace out of super speedway that kind of scares me a little bit is that 
he doesn't get out of his own way sometimes Mm -hmm. and i feel like honestly bubba should have four or five super speedway wins uh even dating back to the 43 chevy uh that he was driving before he went to 2311 like he just i feel like he can't just relax in like really high tense two laps to go you're in the you know lead type of just hey take a second and i i mean look at me like i've never been in that situation before of course i would be like oh oh my gosh you know just like bubba so i'm not trying to say like oh he's a bad driver by no means but i feel like he should have way more super speedway wins but he just can't seem to get out of his own way well i picked him at talladega this year right now and he was winning that race it looked like he was going to come home and win that race but he messed up on the last lap or one of the last laps. And I think it was the last lap. I think he messed up in the trial on the last lap and put himself in the wall. And he finished back in the twenties or thirties because of it. Right. And he was in the top two or three. And if just like, think about them and that was just a few weeks ago, right? That was earlier this season. So if, yeah. So if he would have finished, let's say seventh versus finishing 28th like where he right about where he did finish that would have all those points that he would have sustained would have helped him in this moment going into daytona the last race before the playoffs it would be a way better a way different story for him going into daytona uh kind of kind of i mean he still would have been solidly in like he would have been locked in as long as nobody else won because he i don't i mean he's in He's not going to lose 38 points in a race oh, unless he finishes last and somebody finishes second or third. I mean, leave it to Bubba. He'll fi- he'll figure it out. That's that's a that's a tall order to make up 38 points in one race. I mean, if, any, if anywhere can well then that, that that wipes the points out. Right. I'm not talking about winning the race. I'm talking about making up the points. If you can't win, you finish second or third, and Bubba finishes last, and yeah, you're going to make up the. 38 points i think it might barely be that you might end up tying because then it just one point down from each spot uh, well then if you win the stage or if you get stage points throughout this you know the race then that also factors into it as well okay so bubba has to finish last and the person right behind him has to, if he doesn't win he has to finish second and get as many stage points as possible I'm you're 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 reinforcing my point. Yeah, it's difficult to make up 38 points in one race. Oh, That's no, my no, no. point. <laughs> no, we we are on the same page, 100. percent Well, see that that's what I'm saying. If somebody he is in, unless somebody behind him wins, right? That so, and if that if it was the case before, you know, like if he had finished up front at Talladega before and before he wrecked, then it wouldn't have changed much. He'd be right. 45 to the good instead of, or maybe 50 to the good instead of 38. Well, yeah. In that point, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if he would have finished seventh or eighth or wherever he, he might have been able to finish in a bit of Talladega earlier, he would have been with the Brad Kozlowski and the Kevin Harvick, you know, with them. Oh, Hey, they are officially clinched in now going into Daytona. The only way that, Someone's going to get booted out as if someone wins that hasn't won so far. Yeah, I guess that's right. I, I don't know how far Harvick is ahead of him, but he's far enough ahead of him to where Bubba can't catch him. Right. 
So, yeah, so that's why Harvick got locked in. But, yeah, I guess if that got him a little closer to Harvick, there was a chance that he could knock Harvick, Harvick out with a yeah. win and then somebody else, I, I don't know, maybe not even with a win. I, I don't know. I don't know how close uh, he is to Harvick, but obviously not close enough. Right. But, yep. Yeah. You want to um, tell you what, let's take a quick break and then we'll go over the Fancy Cup. Uh, no, we already did the Fancy Cup points, didn't we? You just, you just set the whole lineup. Dude, I my sure mind did. is yeah. slipping. Yeah. It's late. I got up at 3 a.m. this morning to work. As a, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same, you know, play my little violin. Right. Right. No, um, I get it. Let's take a break real quick and we'll come back and we'll finish up some of the uh, other news stories. We'll talk about some video games and stuff like that. Um, I want you guys to check out skinnymixes.com. It's not, I guess it's technically not the fall season, but it is at skinnymixes.com because they brought out all the pumpkin flavored stuff. Uh, anything for your coffees and lattes and things like that uh, plenty of flavors and there's like maybe about five or six different versions of pumpkin flavored and uh it's funny seeing jordan and drew both talk about how much they like you know the pumpkin flavored stuff too yeah so that's that's really cool because not a lot of it is keto but i cheat for the pumpkin stuff yeah, you know, we like we just got a whole yeah, you know, just this past weekend for my wife's birthday. We just got like a whole dozen of pumpkin flavored diff, like four different variations of pumpkin flavored Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah, they're gone. They were gone the next morning. So they didn't last a day, a half a day, maybe. So yeah, we're all about that. And we have we have one pumpkin thing underneath the cabinet right now and we got more on the way i'm sure uh just kind of got to space them out because they'll be around all the way through christmas and then they're going to start getting clearance so there's going to be all sorts of flavors for you you're going to find something you like at skinnymixes.com for any alcoholic beverages any water enhancements and coffees go check them out they're sugar-free a lot of them uh catered to the keto lifestyle they're all low carb low sugar all that good stuff so check it out use the code marbles at checkout and you get 10 percent off your first order the following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are, the kids are a bear. 
they are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So it seems like we're going to have a shakeup when it comes to NASCAR video games pretty soon. Yes. It looks like there's not going to be a single company doing the NASCAR license, which I grew up with that. You know, I grew up with, honestly, I grew up with NASCAR not even putting out video games. It was drivers that put out video games. When I grew up, it was Bill Elliott's NASCAR Challenge, Kyle Petty's No Fear Racing. Uh, I think Justin Labonte made a dang game somewhere. I don't know why the heck he made a game. Um, do you remember that one? Justin, Justin Labonte? Justin Labonte's Racing? No, I don't. Yeah, how random. I don't remember any of those that you just named off. A, a lot. Of, one was Nintendo. One was Super Nintendo. Uh, this one is going to be Sega Genesis. It's Mario Andretti's racing. That one you could actually race um, midget cars, stock cars, and indie cars. A dirt midget car on a Sega Genesis game. Oh man, I don't think until until just recently. Actually, those aren't even. Are those the midget cars that they put on the new World of Outlaws game? I believe I believe so, yeah. I didn't know if those were technically going to be called the midget cars or not. Because, I mean, that's what they, whatever they run the Chili Bowl with, that's, that's what yeah. cars they put out there. The midgets. Yeah, but, yeah, they had those things on Sega Genesis, and I don't remember seeing them since until this new game update on any console. Like, even with Dirt Track Racing back in the day, I think they pretty much just did late models, street stocks, and sprints. Uh, because there was a Dirt Track Racing game for, like, the PS2, I think, back in the day, because they did a Dirt Track Racing game for PC 1 and 2. Yes. And I had those. I played the mess out of those. But anyway, back in the day, they didn't have one company taking over the license. You had, you had a Papyrus doing some games, uh, mostly computer, but they did one on the uh, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 1, I believe. And you had EA Sports come in in the late 90s. And um, uh, what's the company that did NASCAR Heat back in the day? I don't, NASCAR. Was, was it Monster Games back then that did NASCAR Heat? I want to say so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was Monster Games that did nascar heat back in 2002 2003 stuff like that but they did nascar heat and nascar dirt to daytona i think it was nascar oh, heat nascar yeah. heat 2 dirt to daytona and yeah just dirt to daytona was probably the best console game up until a lot of people really liked when ea sports got uh when they did nascar thunder 2003 and 2004 I think a lot of people really hold that as the best console games. I still kind of think it's Dirt to Daytona. Yeah. But then EA got the official license in 05, I believe. Because Papyrus, they made NASCAR Racing 2003 as kind of like a, a last hurrah. And 
they killed all of NASCAR PC gaming until iRacing came out because nothing was better than NASCAR Racing 2003. Yeah. Like that's, that's the pinnacle of NASCAR racing games, except for what's going on with iRacing. But NASCAR Racing 2003 is more customizable. So people still use that. But it's interesting to think that we're not going to have single companies with the license anymore. Yeah. I mean, I could see either way. It could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. I don't remember it ever being a bad thing. I don't think it's... I lean more towards like it could be better than just having one Pacific person or company, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I can see it either way. Well, it's like it's like when WWE bought out WCW, right? Right. And there was no competition. The product suffered because they didn't have anything to beat. You know, like when EA Sports got the license, all of a sudden they weren't trying to compete with Dirt to Daytona. They weren't trying to compete with anything Papyrus was doing. Right. They they just strictly did their own thing and the games got worse and worse and worse as it went along. And eventually people quit buying them and they dropped the license. And then we didn't have a game for years until somebody came in and none of these newer games have been anything like the old ones were. I mean, heat five is okay, but it wasn't like, like it's fine. NASCAR heat five is fine. As long as you didn't mess it up and download something that, didn't work right yeah but i mean it's it's fine for what it is but it's not like it used to be like for the the technology at the time everybody loved the early nascar two like nascar thunder 2003 oh yeah and dirt the daytona those two games are probably the top of the nascar console games and of course nascar 2003 the top of the PC games and they're all kind of fighting for attention there. And it would be good to have a variety of games. Like if somebody can take, we were talking about last week, if somebody can take and do like, if I racing and monster games can do a simulation style cup game, Right, as close to simulations as you can get on the PlayStation Five, and I think if they just do Cup Series, they do a pretty good job at that. But then another company, maybe EA, maybe um, oh goodness, all uh, whatever other companies out there, um, EA is the big one that comes to mind though. Uh, THQ, I think that's another one that somebody mentioned. I'm not sure. Are they still around? I'm not uh, sure if they are or not. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I, I wanted to say they got bought out by somebody or they changed their name to something, but I could be wrong. Um, but any one of these different companies, maybe that would be the company that made an arcade style game with maybe not as good of uh, handling with the cars or anything like that or detailed setups and stuff like that, but they added the trucks and Xfinity. You know, because you got to have a trade-off here. Yeah. You can't put all these different series in this game and still have all the attention to detail that the hardcore, like, simulator-style players out there, they want. You know, so you kind of have a trade-off. 
I'd rather them have something similar to what they have now and then have a different version that focused just on cup and the, and more of a simulation style. You know, the, the, and then do one like we're going to have like coming out in a, a month. You know, the arcade rush thing. Do some of that kind of stuff too. Just different levels of of the uh, NASCAR games. I think that would suit everybody really, really well. And they yeah. could get what they want. That's That's the way I'm looking at it. And if you have two companies that are kind of trying to compete for, for the, uh, the fans, I mean, we're just going to come out winning. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I'm looking forward to it. I know we're not going to have a game probably until late next year, early 2025. Yeah. But, and still. you know, that's fine. Cause that gives me enough time to save up for a PS five or a mm-hmm. Xbox series X, whatever. But you know, every time I hear that song, uh, magic carpet ride i always think of nascar <laughs> thunder 2003 like every single time oh my gosh it's so wild i think i thought it was nascar 99 oh uh, no because that's cyberdale isn't it and that commercial no i way. think it's 99 no i i want to say it is what i want to say on. it is nascar thunder 2000 no, I think it's just NASCAR 99 is what they call it. I don't think oh. they call it NASCAR Thunder until like 2001. Well, if I do... Um, I don't think so. I don't think that's... Because it was the one with Dale Jr. I uh, thought I remember the commercial having Magic Carpet Ride for NASCAR 99 with Cyberdale on the racetrack. I thought that's what I remember. I could be wrong. But... I thought I remember that being a PlayStation One thing. Hold on, <laughs> Thunder. Are you gonna bring it? Do Cyberdale. Do the Cyberdale commercial. See if it. See if that. Uh, that has that song. Because if it does, it's gonna be on the game. Okay, so the two thousand, the NASCAR Thunder two thousand three, uh, soundtrack had four songs and. One was the magic carpet ride, get away, circles, get out of my, yeah, get out of my dreams, get out into my car. I remember that one for sure. Yeah. You, know, you hear these sure. on the menu so much. Yeah. I know exactly what songs you're talking about. I, I don't really think that magic carpet ride was on that 99 commercial though. Well, well it might've been on the commercial for sure. I don't know. I don't see. That's what I associate it with in my head. I associate it with Cyberdale. You remember that, right? No, that, that, I, I never yeah, played NASCAR 99. There was a uh, commercial that came out promoting NASCAR 99 with Cyberdale. And it was computer-generated Dale Earnhardt race car racing on a real track with everybody. And I want to say it was playing Magic Carpet Ride while it was happening. I will, if you text me that after we do, get done recording, <laughs> I will definitely look it up because now I'm super intrigued. I can't be the only one that remembers that. Somebody <laughs> out there's got to remember that, because that was that was a thing. That was what's funny about it. But uh, yeah, I remember NASCAR '98. I think was the first one they did. I want to say NASCAR '98 was the first one they did because I had two different copies of NASCAR '98 from EA Sports because they released a 50th anniversary version because Darlington wasn't in the original game. Because you know, back in the day, they didn't have all the tracks in the games because each some of these tracks had their own licenses. Mm. Like Daytona wasn't in a game for a long time. 
like, I, it's dumb, but Daytona had their own thing going. You know, Daytona USA. Remember that arcade game? I do not. <laughs> I forget. No. You, you, what's that? What's that mean? I forget. He's just, just a baby. And just a little baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember any of this. You said that on Twitter when I talked about that 1993 Watkins Glen race, and you said, "Why well, wasn't he born yet?" It's like, "Oh, he's just a baby." Oh, he's just a little baby. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No. I forget how much younger you are than I am. But if you want to talk 2000, you know, 2001 to current day NASCAR, man, I'm there all day, like all day, all night. But yeah, I tore up the EA sports games, especially on PlayStation two, because I didn't jump on PlayStation three right away. I stayed with PlayStation two for a long time. Yeah. So anything that came out on PlayStation two, I killed it. I mean, I, I countless hours on it. I mean, I'm proud to announce that I am a virtual NASCAR Cup Series champion on NASCAR Rivals, you know, and I'm having a great time with that. So here's another question. Let me ask you, and then we can dive away from the video game question or uh, topic. So if you, okay, let's say NASCAR comes out with a brand new video game right now. Let's say that you are, you, I don't know, you look at Ross Chastain the exact same way I look at Kyle Busch, right? So you have, you've been cheering this dude on for what, uh, what? 20 years more than 20 years all this stuff you got to meet him he's like your idol type thing so are you going to rate like if you have to go onto that team so you can either pick the one car or the 99 car are you going to choose ross chastain's car or are you going to choose to be his teammate and race alongside him well if i'm not going to actually be the driver just like my driver but in that car i would picked to be his teammate okay so in the video game you would mm-hmm. choose to be his teammate and race alongside him yeah suarez needs to be fired anyway that hey amen to that screwed us out of the daytona 500 yeah because uh yeah i didn't pick kyle bush for that race i picked ron blaney but yeah he sure did do that didn't he oh he sure did yep he sure has i'm surprised nobody's caught on to that that's why i've been hating on daniel suarez all season long <laughs> So you were hating on him last year too. So oh, I hate him. I hate him <laughs> like every time. Like every it doesn't matter. Like he could wreck us for the next 23 weeks in a row, and I, I would still have I, I you know I would just hate him even more. So yeah, I just don't like Daniel Suarez. Have you got somebody in mind for this weekend? Brad Kozlowski is my driver. Hmm. Going with Ford. Yes, I'm not not so much Ford. I'm going with Brad Kozlowski. Um, like it's hard, it's tough though. Um, also, one thing I want to tell the fantasy drivers is that the race is on Saturday night, yes. so it is not on Sunday. So you guys have to watch out for that. I I even thought about opening it tomorrow, but then I was like, no, nah, this could be strategic. You know, there might be some driver or some participants that forget to put their picks in on time and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll remind you. But if you don't do it, then nothing we can do. So we're going to still leave it on Thursday. But you have to have your picks in by Saturday night. Green flag. I got a few I'm leaning towards. But I mean, obviously. I don't know what's going to sway me one way or the other because they're not going to have practice. So. I mean, I really don't know what's going to sway me one way or the other. 
uh, this is another time you can pick McDowell because he's good at these tracks. Yeah. He's a former Daytona 500 champion. So he's good at these tracks. You can pick Toyotas. Uh, Truex, I don't think, has ever won one of these, but he's up front a lot. Yeah. But you can always pick Hamlin. And I think Ty Gibbs is going to do pretty good as long as he sticks, you know, stays out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, Hamlin actually has the most laps led on super speedways the last three years. That was a neat statistic I saw. Um, Ryan Blaney's a good one. Joey Logano always kind of seems like he's racy up there, but he doesn't always finish up there. Uh, all of 2311 is going to be strong. Yeah. The whole Toyota camp is going to be strong. I just don't, I don't know how, I can't think off the top of my head how good Bell is at this. Did he, has he ever won one of these? Well, um, not, not uh, to my knowledge, because what was it? Uh, Austin, who won the 500 this year? Stenhouse. Uh, Stenhouse. So then, okay, so I have stats for 2021 Daytona 500, and then it goes to like the 2020 Coke 400, mm-hmm. 2020 Daytona 500. So it goes back in time, but it goes Michael McDowell, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Justin Haley, Denny Hamlin, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, Stenhouse Jr., Kurt Busch, Brad Kozlowski, um, Denny Hamlin. So, I mean. Yeah, and William Byron's got that one win, but he's actually got a pretty decent amount of laps led. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I don't see, you don't, usually you see somebody like Kyle Larson wrecking. Um, He doesn't usually win these. Chastain Bubba, doesn't run very well. Yeah. Well, Daytona, no, he did win Talladega. Last, last year he won Talladega. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and he was, I guess he was doing okay at this Daytona 500 this year because I was trying to follow him a little bit, but a lot of carnage happened at the end of the race, and I think he got swept up in that. But, I mean, I felt like he was doing okay. At one point, he was leading. I remember yeah. that I remember that very distinctly. In the second stage, he, he led a lot of the second stage because I remember cheering out there, out there in the stands. You know but, who else is uh, kind of slippery when it comes to super speedways? Like, kind of meaning that they they're always there. Is Chris Busher is another one? I got another one too. Eric Jones. Eric Jones. Oh, that's a yeah. very good, especially since he's got to win his way in. That is a very good sleeper pick. Eric Jones would be a really really good pick for See, sure. I got four or five. I'm leaning either Hamlin, McDowell, Eric Jones. Um, I really don't want to pick Bubba Wallace. I know. <laughs> I think he's better at Talladega than he is Daytona. Yeah, I agree. But I'm also kind of leaning Logano just because I haven't picked him yet. But that whole Penske organization, they're so down right now. Yeah, and this is a, a major pick for the Fantasy Cup because this is the first time we're going to experience double point racing so right. if you finish first you're not going to get the typical 50 points you're going to get 100 points so mm-hmm. if you're 104 points behind the race leader 
you are in the mix. Like, you know, depending on how well the the two people in front of you or whoever's in front of you in the points, you know, does as well. Because, you know, second place, what is 40? What did, what did we say? Like 47? I'll have I don't, to, yeah, I'll have to look at it. I 45. think it's three points back. Yeah. So it's second place gets 45. So then that would be what? 90 or what? 45 yeah. plus 45 is 90. Oh, you're going to have fun this week. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. My calculator is going to be steaming with how much I'm going to use it. So, um, well, but basically, the max points you can gain this week on somebody, on any other random person, is 80 points because the last few spots pay 10 points. Double that would be 20. Yeah. The winner gets 50. Double that would be 100. That's an 80 point difference. So if you're 80 behind, I think Drew's right there. Drew is right there. And he's right at 80-something behind. If you get a win and somebody crashes, it was just very possible at Daytona, and somebody crashes out and they finish back in like 35th on or 32nd on or whatever the 10-point yeah. number is, you're going to gain those 80 points. Yeah. And you're going to be right there. So like Drew is 89 points back. Jessica is 98 points back. Billy setting a fifth. He's only 117 points back. I mean, this could be. Yeah. All of those could, get, could possibly get within 30 or 40 points of the leader. Like unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we got another one coming up later. Yeah. I, I got to have wins at both of them. <laughs> I'm telling you, me too. <laughs> I got to have wins at both of them. I got to have somebody crash out at both of them. I got to get max points every single time to have a shot at this. But man, you got anything else? Well, I did go to SRX. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it was one more thing we need to talk about. You went to the SRX race, the season four. Yes. So uh, that was this past Thursday. That was a lot of fun in Wheatland, Missouri. Uh, on my way there, I stopped by and grabbed in the Marbles Fantasy Cup participant, John Brown. Um, won a diecast a couple weeks ago. Had a good time, man. I was a little disappointed at first. Um, th- for the last six months, I kind of was under the impression that we were going to buy pit uh, pit passes and then have the opportunity to uh, go and run into the the SRX drivers and stuff. And John was under the insane the same impression. So when we got there, first off, I this is only my second time I've been to Wheatland, Missouri to uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, which is an absolute five-star facility. If you've never been, (laughs) it would be one of those, like you could travel and you wouldn't be disappointed. Um, You have the dirt track and then right across, not even across anything. It's just right behind the uh, dirt track. You have uh, off-road truck track. Mm -hmm. So like an off-road truck, course uh where they do like the jumps and looks like trophy trucks and stuff like that and then across the little little grass patch there uh they have a boat track so like a like a like they call it let just, just be on tv all the time yeah so they still do those um so like it's kind of a three three event thing in one little area so uh lucas oil literally is in the middle of nowhere it is uh fantastic and i think john and i kind of came to the conclusion that must be why they weren't allowing fans down into the pits on the srx side because we also had ump dirt modifieds there as well some really good uh local guys like my good friend kit allen uh chad wheeler who does all the sims for dale jr and stuff for iRacing, was right uh racing his 88 ump dirt modified 
Uh, a lot of people locally were there and it was an invitational only. So only 20 drivers got an invite to come race that night. So it was really, really interesting. That feature and the heat races were really fantastic. Um, we were, John and I were really kind of upset at the fact that, you know, I felt like we were really misled because no, there was no mention of that anywhere posted. And I don't know how many weeks and messages and, you know, even phone calls I made to Lucas Oil just saying like, hey, you know, is there any sort of opportunity for a meet and greet? They've always said no. There was nobody on their social media platform ever responded to my messages or my tweets or my direct messages, anything. So, you know, it's that could have been way, way better because you could have set the expectation a lot higher and then we wouldn't, I wouldn't have went out there and pretty much roasted all day, you know, like thinking, okay, I'm going to get there as soon as the pits open. So I have way more opportunity to meet the drivers that I want to meet. Mm-hmm. And then we get up to the pit pass window and they're like, yeah, there's absolutely zero possibility of meeting the SRX drivers. So I was, re- I mean, we were both really bummed. I really wanted to meet Bobby Labonte, um, just as a childhood hero type thing. So, we decided we're not even going to get pit passes and we were just going to get grandstand tickets for which it was funny because pit passes were $50 and grandstand tickets were only 40. So it's like, well, what's the point when, you know, we might as well just pay the 50 and just go hang out with kitten and his, you know, pit area for a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up not doing that. We just went and got the uh, grandstand tickets and Lucas oil is really cool. So typically on a dirt track, at least it is for Humboldt speedway. Uh, if you want to the grandstand tickets, it's on the front straightaway. But if you want to set in the back straightaway, it's you have to get pit passes for the back yeah. straightaway. Yeah, we have a couple tracks like that. So Lucas Oil is not like that. Uh, Lucas Oil is so big that you can get a grandstand ticket and walk uh, around the racetrack to the backside. But of course, there's you know fences and stuff that you can't you know half of the back straightaway grandstand seating is for. Uh, pit passes and then half of it is for just you know grandstand and mm-hmm. so we went ahead and just went to the back side this back straightaway because they had this really cool catwalk and we ended up setting up there or standing up there pretty much the entire event and we watched the heat races for srx we watched hot laps and i'm going to be really really honest um it's really tricky when you're doing dirt tracks uh racing you know with stock car racing uh stock car race cars because the weather <laughs> the weather makes the racetrack completely different. So if it's two o'clock in the afternoon, these SRX race cars are going around that track so slow. Like yeah, sprint cars can probably make 14 to 16 second laps on Lucas oil speedway. Uh, SRX was doing it in 19 to 21 seconds. Uh, so it was really slow and it looked God awful. Uh, like <laughs> it was, it was bad. Like, I remember thinking to myself, if it wasn't for the fact that John was with me and I had drove him, uh, I would have probably went home after hot laps. And I would have, because I was so like, if that's how they're going to race, this is not going to be fun and it's not going to be entertaining. But because John was there and I come to find out we were sitting in traffic and John actually had the same idea, kind of had the same thought too. He was like, man, hot laps, just looked miserable i mean they had to slow up and there was they were not you know sliding through the turns like it was just they would speed up for two seconds and then they would slow way down 
make the turn speed up like i mean it was just nothing to it and it, yeah. it was just not good so uh <laughs> reluctantly we both kind of like looked at each other and we're like oh, do you want to you want to stay for this and john you know was the voice of reason was like well maybe you know maybe after it cools down and the sun goes down maybe it'll be a different racetrack and i was like well that's always a possibility did not have my uh my standards high or not standards but uh, my hopes high at all. I was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. I have to work at, you know, now Lucas Oil is two and a half hours away from our uh, my house. So it's two hours away from John's house. You know, so I have to, we both have to wake up at seven in the morning or be clocked in by seven in the morning the next day. And they, I think Lucas can fit two. I don't know. I think they, someone said that Lucas can fit 10,000 people or something and they hit a new attendance record, which was only 6,000 people. But it, I really want to miscount because it felt like there was at least 15 to 20,000 <laughs> there and getting out from where we parked at, which was my bad. It was, I, you know, I didn't know. I thought I was parking in the right spot. And then clearly we sat there for 45 minutes and I really thought it was going to take probably close to Texas motor speedway time to get out you know i thought we were going to sit there for at least two hours um and finally after about 45 minutes to an hour it finally kind of shifted and i had to put it in reverse and find a way out of there but we we got home i think i got home at like one in the morning so it wasn't too too bad but i'll tell you i am so thankful so glad that we did stay for the srx main event because that was the first race i think i've ever been to that i legitimately was jumping up and down like oh my gosh you know and clint boyer was throwing it in there trying to make something happen he, he uh slid job slid jobbed <laughs> he slid jobbed um ja uh, jonathan davenport twice in the same lap and i was i mean i was just going ballistic like first time that i can remember anything remotely close to 2021 uh, spring Kansas race when Kyle Bush won when he probably shouldn't have on his birthday, which I was there for. That was, I mean, I was crying there, but this was like different. This was like, Oh my gosh, like what are we watching? And it was really, really fun. Super entertaining. The heat races were amazing. The a main was fantastic. The UMP dirt modifieds tore it up as well. It was a really, really, really fun show. And I was, I mean, I was jazzed for the rest of the day. So ultimately, really did not <laughs> i was i was very excited driving down there and then with the whole can't meet the you know drivers and stuff i was sitting there like oh man it's going to be a disaster type of day seeing the hot laps it was going to be a disaster i was like oh i'm not looking forward to this but it turned out to be a really really fun event yeah the hot lap thing i i always to me i know a lot of people are different because you know, they like the raw speed and the high performance of the cars that are suited to actually only do this stuff on dirt, where they only are designed to uh, go around a dirt track as fast as it can with the most downforce it can get with the suspension that'll hook up to dirt just right. I I get it. When you get the modifieds, late mile sprints, I get it. Yeah. But to me, the most excited I get for racing is when I see a field of about 20 or 25 uh, bomber cars. Yeah. Or hog cars, as you call it. You know, the bare bones stock cars. They're not designed to do this. 
because yeah. then you're looking at something that the technology on the track doesn't handle. It's the driver that has to handle it. And then it's chaos. You know, it's like watching a college football game over an NFL game. To me, college football is way more exciting. Oh, yeah, sure. You don't get the professionalism that you do with you know people being nearly perfect on every single play. But sometimes that doesn't make the games better. You know, that's why some a lot of people right now are saying the Xfinity races are better than the cup races. Yeah. Because you get like chaos sometimes. There's a there's a wild factor when it comes to uh, lower divisions. And that can be a lot more fun. And, you know, when you talk about the stock cars on the hot laps being that way, that that's what drew me to that. That's what like, yeah. like okay. I would look at that and I would be like, yeah, obviously the track is probably going to dry up and it's going to race completely different than they're actually practicing. At the same time, they probably weren't going to, they didn't want to really damage a car on a really, really slick racetrack. Yeah. You know, as far as that goes. So yeah, I would have stuck it out myself, honestly, but yeah, I'll tell you it's, uh, I don't do this. I don't do this very often at all. If I go to a dirt track, like our local Humboldt Speedway, like I don't leave until the very last, like until it's all over. Right. Mm -hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, had a friend, you know, and this is the racetrack that we used to work at. Um, can't know more with work schedules and stuff changing all the time. So we had a friend that was like, Hey, we'll get you pit passes, you know, no problem. And I was like, all right, it's the last race of the season. We go there and, uh, race was the, the racetrack for some for a company that takes really good care of the dirt track. Like, I don't know if it was just something happened and whatever, but the last race of our local dirt track, it was bad. It, the ruts were so bad. And I told Jessica, I said, you know, I bet it wouldn't surprise me if we saw two or three people flip because the ruts are so bad. And <laughs> first time I had ever done it before, uh, it was a long day and we were both waking up early the next morning to go to work. Um, and <laughs> we ended up leaving right after the first a main and there was four, I believe four features that night. So we watched one and then the other three races in those other three races, five different cars flipped. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, there was like a 50 man battle Royal in the pits that night. And <laughs> I missed all of it, man. So I told myself that I was like, I'm never ever before. I'm never again leaving a dirt, any race, but like a dirt track race early ever again, just to beat yeah. traffic or whatever the situation is never doing it again. And I'm glad that we stuck it out, but there was two more things <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk about on this SRX journey. So, uh, there was one point that I had to go back out to my truck because I, I've been getting some really bad migraines here lately. So I, I was smart enough to take that uh, ibuprofen with me. So I had to go all the way back out to my truck. And when I did that, I witnessed this man. And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he was too far away for me to like go and like help him or whatever. But I saw this dude trip down the stairs and you could tell he was being a jack wagon about it like he was doing something like he was kind of doing that sean michaels like bouncy bouncy thing and like he i don't know he did something and like his knees just buckled and gave out and he face planted all the way down the the metal st <laughs> stairs dude i'm just swear 
Like he tore his ACL, his MCL, his CDL, his NBC, his CBS, his ABCs, and, and DVD. Like he tore it all in one one spot, dude. Like he's messed up. But one thing that I was really, I was really jacked up about. I was like, man, telling John, I was like, man, I just want to take a picture with with Bobby Labonte. I just want to take a picture with Bobby Labonte. That's all I want to do. And local people, obviously, I knew a lot of people that went out to Lucas Oil. Actually, jo- uh, Josh J, who was also in the in the Marbles Fantasy Cup series, um, he was out there. So it almost felt like an in the Marbles like like meetup almost. That's uh, the closest thing we've come so far. Three of them in one spot is yeah. the the record so far. But. Um, <laughs> So one thing that we, John and I discovered was we were walking somewhere and this is after I, I saw the guy, his knees give out and stuff. And I, we're walking past this gate and John looks at me and says, Hey, there's Bobby Labonte right there. And I looked over and sure enough, Bobby Labonte was up on the fence and we kind of just sat there for a little while. Or we stood there for a little bit. We were like, I don't know. Like I'm just too nervous. I'm too nervous. Like I'm not going to ask him. And I, I don't like to, I've noticed that I don't like to meet my favorite drivers unless it's like a meet and greet setting, right? Because yeah. like, hey, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, even with wrestlers, like I'm not trying to corner these athletes that I've looked up to my whole life when they're in a bad mood or something. Because if that's a bad, uh, you know, a bad, not like a meet and greet, but if that's a bad interaction, I'm going to have this bad taste in my mouth, you know, and I don't want to do that with my heroes. So I just kind of was like, well, let me just, let me see what kind of mood Bobby Labonte's in. For one, Alan Bestwick was right next to him. And I think I marked out harder for Alan Bestwick. Uh, but I was like, man, I would just love to get a picture with him. And John was like, man, you just need to do it. And I was like, nah, dude. So there was a little girl in front of us that was taking the picture with Bobby Labonte. And I looked over and Alan Bestwick was watching his wristwatch and like, kind of like, come on, buddy, we got to go. So I ended up chickening out. I didn't say anything. I didn't, you know, whatever, but I was standing right behind John and I both were standing right behind Bobby Labonte when this picture was being taken. And what's funny about it was after shortly after this, I went out to my truck to get my ibuprofen and, uh, or I went back to my truck for something. I don't know what it was, but I was scrolling Facebook because it was hot. So I kind of sat in my AC for a little bit while John was still at the racetrack sweltering. So sorry about that, John. I know he's going to listen. Oopsies. Uh, but I was <laughs> going through Facebook and believe it or not, someone on my Facebook who I have never met before, I didn't even know was on my Facebook, was posting pictures about SRX. And it just so happened to be the little girl's dad who was taking the picture and guess who's in the background of this picture? <laughs> John and I. <laughs> and you could tell. And so I screenshot it. I'll send it to you after the show. But uh, And I'll tweet it um, or uh, post it on X or whatever we want to call that uh, as soon as the, the episode drops. But if you look really close, uh, John is in the process of like, come on, man, you need to do it. Like, just ask him. And I'm like, hands on the hips, like, no, nah, I'm okay. Like, he looks busy or whatever. And Bobby Labonte is just in the picture so i actually screenshotted the picture and cropped the little girl out obviously for privacy issues um cropped her out so it's just john me and bobby labani <laughs> in, in a picture so i technically got my picture but bobby labani still doesn't know who doesn't know who i am <laughs> oh i'm glad you guys had a good time 
you know, when I went, it was like 110 degrees. And I mean, it was fun. We got to meet the drivers because they did a, a thing on the front straightaway, but it, the racing wasn't as good as what you saw. Right. You know, y'all had some really good races. You got to see Ryan Newman win a championship too. Yeah, absolutely. That was I mean, fantastic as well. Yeah. I don't know how many championships Ryan Newman's won in other things, but I've never seen him win one. I haven't either. So that's really cool. Um, anything else, dude? I think about Man, time to get out of here. Yeah, let's just get into it. <laughs> uh, let's go over the podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh, I got the fully po- fully posable wrestling figure podcast. They uh, man, they um, they those crows are messing with them bad. Man, right now, funny shirt too. I really like the shirt. Is uh, Steve Hooker did that, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, I. That's a really really cool shirt. I like that. Um, probably a little too racy for me to wear. Personally, just on a personal not for level. me. Yeah, not for you. Go for it. Um, <laughs> I probably wouldn't wear it out, but you know, I also don't like displaying words that I wouldn't say myself. You know, yeah, I, yeah just just me. I, it's a personal preference. It's a really cool shirt, though. I think it's a neat design. Also, uh, drunk wrestling history, a side project with uh, Scott over there, and um, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, their fantasy fan duel thing is coming up so looking forward to that positive pro wrestling podcast uh new shows often maybe not quite weekly but often howling with the wolf with jason wolf and his chop shop i've got six figures coming soon uh magic and the mouse uh they kind of not posting a whole lot of new episodes right now it's a disney world podcast but they are posting uh youtube videos on the channel anyone can cook so go check those out and uh who you got ethan yeah, as always, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I do have a little bit of an update there. I did text uh, Bra- uh, Big Underscore Breaker, not Bane, <laughs> Big Underscore Breaker. Um, and I kind of asked him if, you know, everything was okay over there. And he said, you know, it's just one of those things that they just need to take a little break from. So definitely not over yet, which is really good news for me because I absolutely love that podcast. That podcast has gotten me through some dark days so i don't want it to go away um so go listen to the archives of breaker and brain's power hour go listen to the archives as you know it's fake right as well where you and i both were uh on an episode of that saturday morning rumble rumble wheel with brian breaker and daniel cross tb toy cast with brian breaker and jeff toon filling in for uh travis fowler for the time being uh, it's on sabbatical, but check out No Holds Bar with Bill Benis. You heard the commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and, and <laughs> Rocco and Drew. Rocco and Cole. Um, love that podcast. Like Tales from the Estate, you also heard uh, Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots commercial as well. Go check out that and their, the brand new episode. Um, really excited to see him back doing podcasts and stuff in a really good conversation with uh brian i believe uh just like the two podcasts before you also heard the commercial for three bruce podcast uh man i love this past episode like episode 15 i was listening to it at work which is always a mistake because i work during the day now so like i work with customers and i work with my boss a lot of people that i don't normally if i'm listening at work it's on overnights and i i kind of by myself most of the night so it doesn't look weird when i'm laughing but when I'm walking through the store laughing like the freaking Joker, you know, like <laughs> just around customers, it's a bad sign for me. It's a bad look for me. I uh, had my, my 
my manager come up to me like four times and asked me if I was okay. Cause every time he looked around the corner, I was laughing at this episode. Just Jonas brothers is just, you can't beat them. Right. And, Oh, it just, it just did my heart. Well, they sang a lot on this next episode. (laughs) And let me tell you, I, one day I'm going to make it a mission to go to Ohio and I'm not going to tell them when I'm going to, not break down their door. I'm going to consensually break down their door while they're recording. And I'm, I'm going to interrupt their podcast one day and we're just going to, I don't know, sing Jonas brother songs or something. We're going to figure it out. But man, that was such a really, really funny episode. Like I truly get such a kick out of listening to that podcast every single time. Uh, also stolen gimmicks, pro wrestling podcast with Joe and Jordan, um, might be coming to the fantasy cup. I don't know. <laughs> um, we're going to have to work on Jordan a little bit, but, uh, reffing it up with Brian Hebner. And we already did three Bruce podcasts and that's all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Oh, by the way, um, you don't, you don't really mention the Lionel racing one anymore, which is yeah. whatever. That's what it is. But I told you, I got that Matt Benedetto truck. Yeah. Right. That's also a funny thing with um I think it was on that was on Three Bruce podcast too, wasn't it? Talking about the Matt De Benedetto. Yeah, the way yeah. I can't pronounce it. And I don't think anybody other... can pronounce it but me. I think I am literally the only person that can pronounce it properly. Matt Bedetta Ditto. Yeah, that's not it. That's how is that not it? Bedetta Ditto. De Benedetto. Bedetta Ditto. That's what I said. <laughs> Armadillo. Armadillo. <laughs> so we that's why people Armadillo. call him Maddie D. Maddie D, yes. Because nobody can say to Benedetta but me. So uh, that, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I got his race win truck in the other day. So that's really cool. I got the the entire weekend that we went up there. Uh, I got both the race cars, the race win versions of the cars on my shelf in here. So that's really cool. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Um, thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and follow us on all the social media accounts, X, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, at In the Marbles Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. The Fantasy Cup page is also on Facebook as well, but you need to be in the Fantasy Cup for us to accept you. So, future reference on yeah. that. And just a little side note really fast. Um, if I went kind of around and I kind of talked to everybody that you know that's currently in it, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. I am... Uh, hang on. So as of this second right now, we have 19 entries for next season. And there's some new names. There's some names that we've never spoke about before. Uh, there's some, you know, new, like the three Brutus podcast, people that have already announced some people that have not. So it's going to be a really, really fun season next season. <laughs> uh, I wonder if we're going to have to cap it eventually i hope so <laughs> are we just gonna have you know if it keeps growing we just gonna have one 200 people in it uh, that's a <laughs> lot of work man that is a lot of work i have to cap it like 40 top i was just thinking yeah. 40 like maybe 40 that's gonna take up three hours of my time to do all that but we i, I would a, do it we gotta I, run a computer program or something yeah no joke aj where are you at <laughs> Uh, you can also email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com and um, you can go to watermaneuver.net. And if you search the search by store tab in the top left corner, scroll down to in the marbles, you can find our t shirts there. And skinnymixes.com, use code marbles at checkout for 10% off. Us. Those are great ways to support the show. And uh, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all the above. 
and we'll see you next time in the marbles.